Good afternoon and welcome to the Dead 3 Coaching Podcast. I am your host, George Evie, and I appreciate you listening to our podcast and making the time uh, to consume this content. I appreciate all those that have been supporting our podcast, uh, whether that be from just liking, sharing, commenting, engaging with me on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever it might be. We're definitely getting more into the Instagram, Facebook, YouTube world. We do have a YouTube channel now that we're posting a lot of shorter shorter clips, a lot of uh, YouTube shorts, I think they're called. Um, that allows us to actually create some blogs and do a number of different things. So we're kind of running this whole social media uh, you know, space from all these different platforms. But we appreciate all the support. This is our podcast version of this. You're consuming this on Google or Apple or Spotify or wherever you consume it or even from our website. Um, but please hit our website. It's in the show notes there and you can consume all this content. And again, we are trying to create as much content as possible uh, for you from our website. It is my goal, our goal to build the largest community that we can, right? I would say that our goal is to build the largest community in the world, in the, in America. Um, I'm trying to build the largest leadership coaching development community on my street, in my sub and in the town that I live in first and foremost. So you start there and then you slowly build it out. So, um, but we do have uh, big goals, big objectives, things that we'd like to uh, accomplish in the purpose and calling of our podcast here and of our website. So please hit that website. We appreciate all the support you've given us. We are in the middle. We are on the tail end, not the tail end. We're on the tail end of the first third. How's that? Of uh, of, of kind of this nine, nine part series, nine part lesson, nine part discussion that I wanted to have on how to build and what is an empowered team. I hear that a lot in the software world. I hear it a lot in the business world. I definitely hear it as well in the athletic world of what an empowered team is, how to build it, what it, um, com you know, is composed of and how we as leaders, coaches, uh, and, and development uh, experts, I guess, how we can build an empowered team and what that looks like and and how that um, is fit uh, how that fits together with with our objectives. So we've we've built empower uh, the word empowered, we've built into an acronym of what an empowered team is. And I'm starting to know, I know these offhand, I do have notes here in front of me, but the more I talk about it, the more I look at it, the more I prep for these shows the uh it just continues to hit me and 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 over and over about how these values and how these pillars really do in fact uh contribute to what an empowered team is so we talk about encouragement we talk about mindset we talk about purpose we talk about ownership and empathy and decision making you know and winning and results and all these things that we're ultimately going to get to but right now we are on the e is for encouragement the m was for mindset and right now we are on the second half, the second part of P for purpose. And the purpose that your team needs to have in order to build an empowered team. And the purpose is really driven by the why. And I do have notes here in front of me that I've taken. Um, I'm just constructing this uh, nine-part series. But I also have this um, notebook that I keep on my computer here, open to Simon Sinek and the notes that I take from him. And Simon Sinek is, became famous. He's famous for many other reasons right now in the development leadership and, and business space and entrepreneurial space. 
Um, but he initially kind of really started creating a lot of juice for his brand and his message when he released a, a, a TED talk about the, what your why is and your, and your purpose and your why. Um, so we have a number of things here that we'll get into that may involve Simon Sinek. But the idea of this, and I want to go back a little bit here to the last lesson where we really talked about purpose. And I'm going to read this from our notes, uh, from my notes. When your team members, when your team understand embraces a shared purpose and they find, they will find greater meaning in their work, foster a deeper sense of commitment. And I would pause there and put in, these aren't my notes, but just continue to kind of draw on that. A deeper sense of commitment to themselves, being committed to yourself, your, your own purpose, but your own objectives, your own goals, your own outcomes, your own results, all that. That of the team, the commitment to the team, to one another, and then a commitment to the journey that you're on with that vision and that mission and that outcome from your business. So when your team members understand and embrace that shared purpose that one another have, toward a shared purpose, a shared vision, a shared compelling vision we've talked about. They find greater meaning in their work. You want to build an empowered team? Get a bunch of people that have a greater meaning for what their work means to them and to one another and to the business and to their customers. Foster a deeper sense of commitment. And it draws inspiration for overcoming challenges, issues, setbacks, obstacles and all that. Purpose not only aligns individual efforts, but it also fuels, fuels collective motivation that results in a more cohesive team that can take on any task with passion and determination, it says here. So I, I love all that, right? I wanted to get back to why the purpose, why the vision, why the message, why the compelling vision that you have and why keeping that in front of your team is so important as you build an empowered team and what that team may be. That purpose, that why, that vision, you need to, as a leader, continue to put in front of your team as often as possible, if not daily, if not many times a day. Why are we doing this? Why is it important? What's it mean to us? What's it mean to us individually as a team and towards our customers? What does the outcome get us? What does, how can it, what do you do to contribute to that compelling vision? The, the value that you bring, the skills that you bring, the, um, the, the development that we can do for you within this towards getting us better. All of that. The burnout comes, the frustration comes. The lack of motivation, the lack of inspiration, the lack of commitment, the lack of juice as I get made fun of now, towards your, your, your job, your waking up, your team, yourself, your customers, the juice that you need to have that. If you do not have that vision out in front, if you don't know your why, your purpose, man, all that starts to bubble up. And you start to lose all of that commitment, dedication, and juice that you have. So it's important to always have that up front so you can do it. Now, we've, we, the last episode, we talk about, 
you know, leadership, coaches, defining that compelling vision, keeping it out in front. We talked about, you know, goals towards that collective purpose, that collective why and setting goals and um, creating your systems and adapting your systems towards that so you can reach those goals. The one that we want to talk about now and understand that as you navigate these nine lessons about building a compel, uh, building an empowered team, some of the themes and some of these pillars will start to show up in other pillars. So like right now, this bullet point here will show up again and it'll be lesson nine, I believe, even though um, these are two-parters. Pillar nine, how's that? But purpose-driven decision-making. Decision-making is the D of building an empowered team and, and having the support and the ownership and the skill and the wherewithal and the knowledge and the facts to make empowered, purpose-driven decisions. But right now, we're just going to have this aligned to really our purpose, our vision, our outcomes, our results that we're looking to create within the, the pillar of purpose. Purpose-driven decision-making means that every choice, big or small, that your team makes, your leaders, you make as a leader, that it is made with the team's overall overarching purpose in mind. If we know where we're going, what we're doing, and how we need to get there, and our why for going down that road, then the choices we make big and small and the decision-making we can make should have the overarching purpose in mind, ensuring that the actions are connected with that mission and that vision. Decision-making is so much easier, quicker, on facts, when we understand our purpose. Let me give you this example from the world of sports. There was a coach in Nashville named Don Meyer, and he ended up being a mentor of mine and got to know him a little bit through the years. One of the most influential, and a lot of the stories and a lot of these notes actually come from notebooks that I have here still to this day, 20, 25 years later after spending time with him. And he, he had some simple rules of his basketball team. And he coached at a school in Nashville, Lipscomb University for a long time, 30, you know, 25 plus years, 30 years maybe. And then he moved up to a school in South Dakota. He had three rules for his team. Everybody says, please and thank you. Yes, sir. No, ma'am. Like it was that kind of operation. Yes, sir. No, sir. That kind of thing. Respect. Being respectful of people and one another. Two was everybody picks up trash. He wanted, every, he wanted it clean. He wanted, it, um, he wanted a sense of pride in what we have. Everything. Everybody picks up trash. Everybody takes notes. That was his third rule. Everybody had a notebook. Everybody took notes. Everybody was a lifelong learner. Everybody learned how to take notes, how to listen to somebody and take notes so they could refer back to it and get. So it was like, I remember sitting in on basketball practices and they would stop and everybody pull up a chair and everybody pull out their notebook. And the one thing you didn't want to do was never is to not have your notebook. So those are just the rules he had. One was, and here was another kind of pillar or theme outside of, I guess, those three rules. One was, if it comes between you and the program, the choice is already done. The choice is already made. You got to do those three rules 
And then the other overarching rule was you never do anything to embarrass yourself, your family, your team, or the university. And that's up for the coach to decide what that embarrassment, if it's embarrassing or not. But the main point to this is the choice has already been made. If it comes between the values, the foundation, the core, the principles of our program and you, the choice is already made. You lose is essentially what he's saying. The program always wins. What's that have to do with purpose-driven decision-making? When you are, when you have your purpose, when you have your vision, when you have your why, when you have your values and foundation built and you are driven by them and they hold up your program, your organization, your company, and anybody gets off the rails, the decision is already made. It makes your decision making easier. It is purpose driven decision making. This is what we stand for. This is what we do. The decision is already made, to quote Coach Meyer. So decision-making gets much easier when it's driven by your purpose. And it is, let me read some of this again. It is vital and it helps teams stay focused on their objectives. It minimizes distractions. It keeps them focused. And I was talking with somebody today about, or I was listening to somebody today, Amy Porterfield. And I was listening to her and she was talking about action and values maintains, I'm going to use these words here, maintains and gives you absolute clarity on where you're going. Clarity. Organizations need clarity, alignment, accountability, and transparency of what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, and all that. And the more clarity we have, the more successful we can be, the quicker we can move forward and the better we can make decisions based on fact. We've got to prioritize our decision-making that aligns, make, it, make sure, I guess I would say it this way, make sure as a leader, as a person that may be making the most decisions, that you are aligning to the purpose and values of the team, of the organization, and ensuring that those choices connect with the mission of the program. And when I say program, I'm not just talking about an athletic program or anything like that. It's a software team, a software program, a sales program, a whatever program. Create a culture that is transparent in that communication where team members feel comfortable discussing and challenging those decisions that deviate and get them offset from the purpose. You have to have an operation and a program that is open for all that is like the phrase here is transparent communication that your team members feel that they can come to you with decision making get decision making gets a, a, a further away from the purpose the vision the direction the mission that is laid out for them they should feel comfortable doing that So create that environment. So it is purpose. It is purpose-driven decision-making. It means that every choice, big or small, that is made with the team's 
overarching purpose in mind and ensuring that those are attached to and aligned to the larger mission. Man, that's important. The other one that we need to get into on, on creating purpose in empowered teams is building a value-based culture. It kind of goes lockstep and aligns with purpose-driven decision-making. But when we talk about purpose, we talk about a why. Most companies, this is a Simon Sinek thing, and I may not get this absolutely right, but if I scroll here, I probably will find it. Most companies, right here, most companies mess up the order in which they want to build their programs. This order is wrong. Talk about what we do, what we do, what we do, how we do it, how we do it, what we do and how we do it. But we, but companies rarely talk about why they do it, what they believe, why it's important. Apple, iPhone, Apple, they roll with their why that that is always out in front first. They talk about why they believe and what they believe. Then they talk about how they do it. And then they talk about what they do. Like you really have to think that through. So certain companies lead with why lead with purpose, lead with vision that this is our why this is why we are in business. This is why we do what we do. This is why we have the discussions we make. This is why we are making these decisions. We are driven by values and purpose and, and uh, meaning. Not what we do. It's not even how we do it. It's why we do it. And, and I can't speak to this. I haven't read this anywhere. I'm not well versed in all this stuff that I'm about to say, but I believe it to a certain extent because Simon Sinek said it, right? The what I believe and how I do it and what I do is the order that that is the order actually of human decision making. And Apple just does it that way, whereas everybody else does it the other way of what they do, how they do it. But they rarely companies rarely talk about what they believe in their values. Building a value based culture means integrating a set of core principles into the team's DNA, their behavior. And it gives them a sense, it gives them a sense of their identity, who they are, why they're doing it. It creates the environment and the culture you want, a cohesive and ethical environment. Team members have to feel a sense of belonging and a connection to shared values. So let me say this as well. And I like this from Simon Sinek a lot. And I used it this weekend and it resonates with me. And it has me thinking a lot about, uh, it had me thinking a lot this weekend about this, this, this idea from Simon Sinek. In business, we have colleagues and coworkers. Colleagues and coworkers. That is what we have in the business world. And you could all shake your head, nod as you're driving or working out or going for a walk or listening to this at the office. You can all shake your head to that. That's true. In the military, he says, they have brothers and sisters. 
So in the business world, we have colleagues and coworkers. And in the military, it's brothers and sisters. So his mindset is, how can we bring that to the business world? How can you create that in your team? Is an empowered team like that? Military is an empowered team. They build them up to be empowered, to encourage one another, to have a mindset that we've talked about, to have a purpose, vision, purpose-driven decision-making, building value-based culture, a value-based culture. Military is built on that. We've had old uh, Navy SEALs and uh, military personnel on our podcast before, and they, they can recite those values, and they've been out of it for 35, 40 years. And they can recite those values that the, that the, the, that the Marines have or the Army have. They can do it, they've, they, and they've done it on this show. But the, Simon Sinek's point was this. How can we create brothers and sisters from strangers? And one of the things he says, and I love that line, how do you create brothers and sisters from strangers? One, shared values. The military sets it up and the army and the Marines, Navy, all the branches have their values and they are shared values that everybody buys into. You better buy into them. I'm sure that the, the coaching and the leadership and the messaging is all built around instilling those values in everybody. Shared suffering. Shared suffering, shared values, shared ownership, shared vision. Let me read this again. It is essential because it creates a cohesive and ethical environment where team members feel a strong sense of belonging and adherence to shared values, which strengthens the team's unity and commitment. Commitment to themselves, to one another, to the mission. It's not military. That's everything. That's you listening to this. How can we build a value-based culture built on purpose and our why? Our compelling vision. You have to, like, I go back to this. You have to, I'm going to read this and then comment on this. But you have to define and promote a set of core values that encapsulate the principles guiding your team's actions and behaviors. Yeah, that's all military. You don't think the military defines and promotes their core values and those principles are encapsulated in building the military's actions and behaviors and habits and routines? 100%. It's what they do. Do you do that? There was a company that I consulted for that on December 27th at the close of the year pulled out a piece of paper in a team meeting with about 30 to 40 people went through their values, read through them. There may have been five. There could have been 10. They giggled on each one. And then at the end, the person that was leading this said, did we do that this year? Good. Let's move on. Let's go to the company party. That happened. We will pull this out again next year and go through it again. Shared values, strengthening your team's unity and commitment to one another, to the vision, to the purpose, to the why, to the direction, to the results, and moving forward.
And the last bullet point here, and we don't have too much time left. We have about five minutes left. I want to make sure to capture this, but it is in creating that purpose and creating an empowered team and creating a team that has shared values and shared, essentially a shared purpose, a shared vision. The last point to this is just being able to measure and celebrate those purposeful achievements, measuring and celebrating achievements. And we've talked about this in terms of encouragement and the first pillar I see in building an empowered team of encouragement is tracking that progress towards the team's purpose and all those milestones along the way. I said this today in meetings I've been a part of with with what I do professionally about making sure we as leaders, as an organization, as decision makers, do whatever we can to make sure we're acknowledging and that we acknowledge, recognize, celebrate our teams and their progress. Tracking the progress towards the team's purpose. And recognizing all those wins along the way. What what I liked about what we did with one of the teams I'm working with now is we took 18 months and we broke it into 10 pieces. And on Friday, when we were talking with this team, we said we have now 10 wins. 10 wins on the board. You've already done two of them, actually. So we're 2-0. and oh. We've got eight more wins out there. What's the next win? When is it? What do we need to do? How can we get aligned? How do we get ownership? Who's going to take responsibility for different parts of the, these wins? Who's in these different roles? How do we get it organized so we know that we're doing the most important work? How do we prioritize? All those discussions happen. But it builds around celebrating the achievements towards that vision. I've often said with what I do for a living that I am the biggest cheerleader in the company. And I don't mean that arrogantly or anything like that. I just think that you find what is needed and you fulfill that need. And I felt like the need was a cheerleader, was a a celebrator, was a rah-rah person of progress, acknowledgement, and recognition for what people were doing. In the software world where it takes 18 months to release something, which is a long time, it's hard to get the pat on the back. It's hard to have the cheerleader out in front. We have to be able to see progress. We have to be able to acknowledge, recognize, celebrate progress towards that purpose and vision. And the whole pillar here, the third pillar in building an empowered team of purpose is making sure that we know our why, that we can celebrate progress towards that why, that we're a value-based culture, that we have purpose-driven decision-making, that all centers, and again, it circles back to, man, I can make really quick, fast decisions if I have the facts because I know that I need to stay aligned to our purpose and who we are, what we're doing, and why we're doing it. Communicate that progress individually, publicly, team-wide, as much as you can till everybody knows it's coming. And make sure you have as much juice as possible. Okay, so we've gone through three of the pillars at this point. 
on how to build an empowered team. Encouragement, have a culture, have an environment, have a workplace that is built around encouragement, recognition, celebration, and support. Make sure that you also have an organization that is built around certain mindsets. And we talked about a competitive mindset. We talk about a growth and development mindset. We talk about an, an, an embracing change and change and challenge mindset. We talked about having a positive attitude, as simple as that may be, but an attitude of being positive with one another and having that mindset. And now we've talked about purpose, purpose-driven decision-making, values-based, celebration per, uh, towards the progress of the purpose. We've talked about goals and setting up systems and processes and goals in place. So we're moving towards that collective and shared purpose. And we talked about defining the compelling vision that we have. Now, that's a lot. There's five bullet points under each pillar to, in my notes here on how I've organized this. But it is up to us as leaders to do those things. Man, what do we need to do today as leadership to make sure that we are building an encouraging organization and encouraging and a, and a team of encouragement? What do we need to do to reframe mindsets? How do we compete? How do we grow and develop? How do we embrace change? How can we make sure everybody's positive meaning that we can overcome everything and that we aren't you know kind of crippled by obstacles setbacks delays and risks and then how do we build that purposeful environment and culture that is driven by value a value based on i love it these are the two pillars i love with inside this pillar the fibers of this pillar are purpose-driven decision-making and a building a value-based culture. Know who you are, know why you are, and then create those habits, behaviors to display that and recognize it and celebrate it as much as you can. So I appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please head over to our website. It is in the show notes. Um, I really appreciate all the support. The best thing you can do for me is to share this episode with others. I'm not doing a great job of getting this, the release schedule out on the internet of LinkedIn and Twitter and Instagram. We'll do a better job of that, of kind of amplifying the message of when these are released. But even though I'm not, it continues to grow every week. And I really do appreciate all the support that you're lending. But if you could share it, if you could like it, if you could comment, repost it, whatever it might be, it's always appreciated. We're doing a lot on our website. Uh, there's some things out there you can now purchase. Um, but we're, we're going to get into that in a little bit, uh, a little bit later, we're still building some things out. A lot of great things happening on our website, a lot that we are excited about, but more than anything, we're excited about just having conversations about this, about building your teams and about building your people and about building your organizations and about building yourself as a leader and how we can help just give a perspective right here in my notes. I'm going to read this. I don't see my job to convince people of anything. I don't think I'm right on any of this. I don't think I have all the answers on all this. I think I just have a point of view and a perspective. And I, that's a quote from Simon Sinek. 
And I, I agree. Like a lot of this is just my point of view. Doesn't mean it's right. Doesn't mean I have answers. It means I have a point of view. If I'm building an empowered team, there's many ways to build an empowered team. But I know I want them to encourage one another. I know I want them to have certain mindsets. And I know that I want them to have their vision and their purpose and their why out in front. And we need to do that as leaders. And there's six other things we're going to get into here shortly. Have a great rest of your week. I appreciate all the support with the podcast and all the content and everything else we're creating on Instagram and LinkedIn and YouTube and every other platform. Thank you. And please reach out to us. Thank you.